Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Claude Tranchett is an Australian woman who, at the age of 64, walked on foot alone with a 14-kilogram backpack across France and Spain, along the St. James Way, commonly known in Spain as the Camino, and lived 100 days to the rhythm of her footsteps that she had never trekked before. Here is some of her story. Hi, Claude. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Hello, Leanne. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be able to talk with you and for your listener as well. You are so welcome and I'm really looking forward to talking about our theme of Boots to Bliss today. But first, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you've been up to and, and where you are now today? Okay, uh, with pleasure. So I came to Australia at the age of 33. I had a child and uh, at the age of 58, my life changed completely following a divorce. It took me time to deal with that because it was unexpected. From, and uh, I had to look for work and I found a job as a checkout chick at a new farm at All About Fruit. So I became, at 58, a checkout chick. And from there, uh, my life changed in not right away, but later on. As a lady asked me if, she, if I could walk with her uh, in France along the St. James Way. And I said, hmm. Uh, to, okay, I went like this, I hesitated a bit, and uh, she said to me, yes, I need a companion, because she had malformation in her feet, and she wanted to walk 240 kilometers, and when I heard that, I said, oh my God, I was not a trekker, I've never trekked before. Anyway, I did not want to be a chicken, so I said, okay, yes, and I, my following question was, when would you like to do this? And she said to me, in a few years' time, Oof, I was off the hook. I knew she would forget all about it. But amazingly, things change. Uh, she could not do it. I went, one day, I went to see my dad in France uh, before his passing, and I, t I told my sister I was going to do that. And I said, it's 240K. She laughed. And I said, okay, she's the big sister, okay? Big sister, uh, always very important. You listen to them. And uh, so I didn't say anything more about that. When uh, the next morning on the kitchen table, there was a magazine. I usually don't look at this local magazine because I uh, live in Australia. Uh, but something made me look at it. And in the center page, there was, the, the walk, 
the sentience way. And I realized that it was not 240K. So I understood why my sister laughs so much. <laughs> I returned to Australia. A friend of mine came to collect me at the airport. I said, you keep quiet. I want to do this. And uh, she said, you want to do what? I said, oh my God, my sister again. But in fact, it was not that. It was a, a friend of hers. Her parents were there in Australia, leaving the following day. And they, they, so she said, we are going to ring them and see what happened. And they were free, so I saw them. And then when I returned back to work, people used to come to me and talk me about this walk. And at one point I said, well, Claude, you've got to listen. You've got all these messages. There is a reason for you to do these things. So I waited to be 64 as a retiree to do it. And the first lady, uh, Anna, who told me first, could not make it. But she had planted the seed. Mm -hmm. And I started on my 64th birthday in Vesely, and that is in north central part of France. So I, uh, I was naive. I did not know what walking was all about. I had a thir 13 kilo backpack. Whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, I was oblivious of what was ahead of me. And uh, somehow I, I uh, ran to register and a lady saw, we registered in a, in a cathedral. So that was a cathedral I went to register there. And uh, a lady approached me and said to me, it has to talk to me in a language I could not understand. I can speak a bit of Italian, English and, and French. But somehow I felt a lot of sorrow and I let her talk. Then suddenly she put her two hands over her heart and like pull it out from her body and deposited it me. And I, so I took her in my home and she cried and left. I didn't understand the signification of this event, though I discovered later on why. But I did feel, I did feel that she was suffering so I said, Wait, whatever pain you've got, I will carry it to Santiago. So that was the first thing. And um, later the next day, I started walking. And I realized what walking was all about. The Sagnage the, the was nearly insignificant. I'm very bad with direction. I had... Um, a map and a guidebook, but that did not help me. So I got lost on a daily basis. I got lost in forests, I got lost in countryside, I got lost everywhere. And I, I walked 15 days, even more, without meeting one single soul along the path. Wow. So can you imagine what happened to you 
when you get lost because you arrive to an intersection, you don't know where to go, there is no signage. So you, sh I tremble. I was so scared. And I say, Claude, you alone, there is nobody here, no connection, okay? Shake up. And I said, okay. So I start to walk, take a path, it was the wrong one. And I walk much more, many more kilometers than I should have done. But eventually, I learn how to trust myself. And that was a big thing for me. And as I was walking, I had to face my life. The bad, the ugly, the good. And you don't want to, to do that the first day. And the second day, so you shake it, you put it outside of your, your mind and heart till one day you have to. And that was so huge. I cry, I shake, and bit by bit, I let go of my burden. Mm. As I was letting go of my burden, I start to meet pilgrims, but that took maybe three weeks. And I suddenly, mostly men, I met only one woman walking alone and one woman with, uh, in, uh, uh, cycling with her husband. I didn't meet any other women walking that path in France. Eh? It's not in Spain. Mm -hmm. It took me eight weeks to cross France. Eight weeks. Wow. Walking all the time. Mm -hmm. day. And uh, so I learned, I, as I was letting go of my burden, I met this pilgrim, men, and I became their listening ear. I'm used to listen to people because I have done a volunteering, a volunteer in Brisbane at two different hospitals uh, at St. Vincent for the end, of the, the end of life, and as well at the Wesley for cancer, in a cancer ward. So I'm used to listen to people and I can connect with them. I can feel their pain. And, and so I, I did the same thing along the way. And people connected with me and lis I listened to them and I say whatever I thought at the time. So my journey, as I said to you before, across France took me eight weeks. Though I may have met about 20 to 30 pilgrims over eight weeks. So that's not a lot. But when I arrived at Saint-Jean-de-Pied-de-Port, there was so many people, that's the base of the Pyrenees. And so many people that I was surprised. Oh my God, I had become a hermit. I couldn't believe it. I got used to, to walk by myself all the time, meeting one, one pilgrim there and there for a few minutes or an hour or so. And I said, my God, what am I going to do? I, I, I was scared when I was alone when I started, and I was scared when I arrived when I saw in Saint-Jean-de-Pied-de-Port and I saw all these people. I couldn't believe it. 
So my journey in Spain was different because there were so many people. I needed a guidebook, though it did not help me a lot because I got lost every day. Uh, <laughs> but in Spain, I did it with the A4 paper on me. It was so well signed, I did not have that problem. Mm. And so when I arrived in Santiago, that took me about seven weeks as well to arrive in Santiago. I, um, I felt very emotional, as you can imagine. And uh, I had beautiful meeting all along the way. And I was there every single time. Every single time they were cracking. And the people coming to me were men. And I had to discover that. I had to discover the softness of the heart of the man because they are, you know, they've been brought up to be macho, to be the, the breadwinner, to be this, to be that, to be strong. So they never share, never their feeling because they're like us. They're soft just like us. And I discovered that. That was beautiful. When uh, I arrived in Santiago, I was shaking because I did not want to see the end. You know, if you have said to me, Claude, would you like to do that again at the beginning? I would have said to you, go and see a psychiatrist, okay? <laughs> but when I arrived in Santiago, I did not want to see the end. And there, amazingly, there were the, some of the pilgrims that have helped along the way, waiting for me and clapping when I enter in the main square of, of Santiago in front of the cathedral. It was incredible. I've, before that, just before going down to, the, to, to arrive to the plaza, somebody said to me, he said, shout me, say, Claude, can you imagine? And I look back and I saw this person. We have met a few minutes, 550 kilometers prior. Wow. I, I fell in a harm because it was too much for me. Mm. You know, if I, didn't, if I didn't have a good heart, I wouldn't be here anymore. So after starting, after I stayed in Santiago a few days and then I kept on walking. I kept on walking to Finisterre, then to Muxia. When I arrived in Muxia, I went to a mound called Mount Corpino. Mount Corpino. I went to at the top of Mount Corpino and I, I was there. I, along the way, when people was where people was talking to me, I used to look on the ground and see what I could find. And if I could find a little stone in the shape of the heart, at the end of their sharing, I used to give them a heart and said, if one day you're sad, just take the heart. Just think a friend is thinking about you mm. and let go of your burden. So when I arrived in, in Muxia, I said, well, I knew for well that if I did not forgive, I wouldn't be able to walk my, the rest of my life as a free human being. So at the top of Mount Corpino, 
I let I forgave. And I had a heart, a little stone-shaped heart, in uh, in my backpack that I collected in France, and I deposited under a little bramble. And I said, I hope you will be able to protect my heart. So I want no pain anymore. Mm. When I returned to, to Australia, I could not fit in the world. I was missing, I miss my children all the way through, but there was something then when I was here, I was missing. I was crying all the time. And a friend of mine said to me, Claude, you should write about it. And I said, no, I'm not good. I'm not, I'm not able to do such a things. I've ne never wrote before. And that person pushed me. Her name is Janet. And she said one day, Claude, I know how many years do we know each other? I said, a lot of years. Do you think I know you? I said, I presume so. Well, I know that through your words, you will help others. And I said, what? Yes. So I did not understand what was writing all about. So I was naive when I start walking and I was naive when I walked with the book. So because I trusted her, I said, well, if I can help only one single person, why not? Mm. So I embarked in writing my first book, which is Boots to Bliss. It took me nine months to write it, just like the birth of a baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, well, you, we have to go through the publishing things. And uh, I, I had to self-publish because my CV, what have you done? Well, I was a checkout chick, was not that good. <laughs> so I went into self-publishing. And um, amazingly, my book touched many hearts all over the world. And it became in different shops in Brisbane among the bestsellers at different times. Mm. And um, it's still working. <laughs> After that, I got the bug. So I went to trek. I, one day, I needed to, to have some time to rest after the, the launch of the book. You know, I got a little bit lost. So I had to find the little Claude again. Mm. So I decided to go to uh, Israel or Uluru there because it's the heart of Australia, isn't it? <laughs> if you look at it from the plane, it's the shape of a heart. I went there for a few days and I was walking with a few people and when I, I saw section 11, 12, so I asked, what is that section 11, 12? And they said to me, it's a La Rapinta trade. Oh, La Rapinta will see me, it's in uh, Northern Territory, see me at 70. So. <laughs> That's the way I embarked at 70, at La Rapinta. At 71, my daughter said to me, Mom, would you like to trek in Nepal? I said, are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> but 
but I did it <laughs> because it was very cheap. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and uh, I went and I climbed up to 3,210 meters. Then, uh, because I became mad, Camino mad, I, was, uh, I uh, launched some uh, uh, movie in Australia about the Camino from people overseas. And then I was approached by someone in, in, uh, in Australia uh, to be part of the Camino Sky. And I worked with them. Mm. But I did only the, the, the Camino Frances base of the Pyrenees and then back to, and then to Santiago. Then I left them. Uh, I mean, we went to Finisterre by car and I left them at Finisterre to walk by myself and return where I stopped the first time. Then I went, I walked back to Santiago all by myself. I did that all by myself again. And uh, it has been amazing. And um, now my second book is coming out uh, this year, which is Boots to Freedom. Because I realized that we still have to work on ourselves. We still have things coming up you thought that you had let go all your burden all over the way, but it's not quite true when something triggers you. Mm. So that's what happened. And yes, yeah, so I can say that um, we say sometimes when bad things happen to you, is something, something better is coming along. Wow. As we say, one door closed, another door open. Yeah. And if I had been still married, I wouldn't have done all this. Mm. I wouldn't have discovered that I can write, <laughs> that I can walk. <laughs> well, Claude, I think you've discovered a lot about yourself. I love how you've shared your story. A lot. I love. Yeah. I discovered I was strong. Yes. Yeah. You know. Because my era, we, we were more subservient, though I was very determined, you know. I, I discovered I was stubborn. <laughs> my children said, Mom, how do you not know that? I said, no, no, no. Determined I was, but there I was stubborn because I got hurt. I fell down, a lot, climbing down a mountain, and I kept on walking. Mm. The, do when the doctor said to me, Claude, stop. Yeah, for the night. Bye, I start again <laughs> the next morning. <laughs> I was very naughty. <laughs> oh, well, I'm loving this so much. And I know we've got to the end of our 20 minutes, which has gone so fast, I know. And it's, it's been so lovely just hearing your story and what actually mm -hmm. happened along the way, which was more than just, you know, you trekking. It was more than that. It's more than a physical journey. It was like so much more with that spiritual side of things and learning about yourself and being there for others. Because it, it, it must have been the right time for you to be there for them. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, once we go to the next step in our life, yes. we don't have the commitment we have. Mm. And the fact that I was alone allowed me to do it. Yes. Yeah. And writing, when I write, I'm so focused that if I had to look after someone, I wouldn't have been able to write. Yeah. I love it. Well, Claude, if anyone wants to, you know, find out more about you, buy your book, and where's the best place for them to go? Well, uh, they can go, uh, I can sell it privately, so they can contact me uh, across Boots to Bliss, 
or going to certain bookstores in Brisbane, they can go on my website and they'll find the list of the people who are, uh, are there. Yeah, the bookstore, sorry. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Thank you. I'm, yeah. I'm going to recommend that. And Amazon as well. You can have it on Amazon because if, you know, the podcast goes up. On Amazon as Kindle or paper pack. Yeah. Yeah, either or. Love it, love it, love it. And I'm looking forward to getting the book myself and reading it. So thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this. Thank and you. Yeah, thank you for I'm having me. I love it. So thank you so much. Thank you, Leanne. Thank you so very much. God bless you. Bye. Ignatius, how wonderful as well as challenging was this experience that Claude had? The discovery was so much more than the physical. If you want to contact Claude, go to her website, bootstobliss.com. For more about bringing adventure into your life, go to my website, leanneblaney.com.